Tonight, what I'd like to do is share with you some reflections on a particular practice called uh, the practice of sharing the merit, sharing the merit of our spiritual practices that we're engaged in. Some of you, maybe not all of you, have been exposed to this practice. Like, for example, if you've ever done retreats with, with me, often at the end of the day or at the end of the retreat, we take some time to share the merit of our efforts. Or if you're in the study group, we're sharing the merit after each study group. And really, it's a very brief practice. We'll probably do it at the end of our sitting, of our meditation meditation this evening. But I, I feel like it reflects a beautiful and profound dimension of the spiritual path that I find to be really important. And tonight, I'd like to share with you about this practice, and in particular, about what merit is. What is that? and also how the nature of merit is already intimately intertwined with this activity of sharing and how hopefully it can support and deepen your spiritual practice this sense even if it's a just this brief practice that we'll do together and as a side note i want to point out that this spiritual path that we're exploring here together in this community it has so many different dimensions to it right it's it's much broader than just being present. Being present is great. I love it. And there are broader things about it. And I, I even want to point out there's more dimensions to it than just some kind of deep spiritual experience. And this has been important for me to really come to understand. And what I've seen is I've seen so many practice, practitioners who've had for example, some kind of very deep spiritual insight or some kind of spiritual awakening, but there's not the dimensionality to hold it and to allow such an understanding to be embodied. And tonight what I'm sharing might sound basic, but it's so important for the unfolding of something different in our lives. At least it's been so important for me. And Another way of, of putting this, uh, this exploration of what merit is and the sharing that's intertwined with it is it's going to be so connected with coming to realize the blessings in our lives and learning to be nourished by those blessings and feeling the interdependent nature of these blessings in our life that they're being naturally shared. And the image, you know, I was trying to think of an image for this, um, for the sense of nourishment and being surrounded by something like a, a, a merit, being surrounded by that. And if you were to imagine, you know, like a fish, it's taken out of water and it's struggling, right? It's struggling and then it's put back into the water. And if you imagine you were that fish, it would be, feel so good to be back in the water. You'd be surrounded by this environment, by this medium that's nourishing you, that allows you to live. It's like being in the field of nourishment and support. And it's true. It's the same for us creatures that are outside of water to feel like, right? We're surrounded by this medium of, of air that's nourishing the body moment after moment, this interchange of, of oxygen and carbon dioxide and, and the importance of the sun and all that it brings to us. And yet merit, 
which we'll get into, is kind of like air because we can miss it so much. We're being nourished by it all the time, and yet we don't see it. So I want to come back to this image because I think it's really important for understanding what merit is and what it is to, to share the merit. And I do want to acknowledge there's so many different views on this. So I'm just sharing with you how this has resonated for me and how it's been important to me. So what is it? What is this word merit? The, the Pali word, Pali being the early scriptural language of Buddhism, uh, uh, pun, punna or punya. And you could say it's the, the beneficial or protective power that comes from engaging in anything that's wholesome, skillful, or onward leading on your spiritual path. And in particular, it's, you could say it's the future happiness or ease or contentment or protection, I'm gonna come back to this, that arises from skillful and wholesome things that you're engaging in. And I'll give some examples of this so you get a, a sense of this. But it's basically like, it's, it's the understanding that the choices that you make every day, the actions that you do or the actions that you don't do, like refraining from something, this this shapes your life and it can also if 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 there's skill in it shapes your life in this place where there's more ease and contentment and not only for you but hopefully for the communities that you're leave, living in so what are some of these actions or choices or things we can engage in or refrain from that breeze bring ease contentment protection and I first want to share with you kind of what we find the, the Buddha, at least in early Buddhism, talking about. And then I'm going to have you to reflect on it in terms of your own life so we can get a sense of, of what this is all about. And I want to share with you just some examples of this from a, a text called the Mangala Sutta. And Mangala, that Pali word means, it means either blessing or protection. And it's interesting what is seen as the highest blessing or the highest protection in one's life that gives merit, that gives ease and contentment in our lives. And you know what the first one is, which I find really interesting that's named, is hanging out with wise people, or in other words, spiritual friendship. Finding people that have some wisdom and to hang out with them. That, that is the cause of merit. There's a spiritual power to that that can bring ease and contentment in our lives. And you just might want to reflect on this. When you think of the people in your life that you feel like have some wisdom, that have supported you in some way. And I'm not talking about perfect people. There's no such thing as a perfect person. I think this is really important because sometimes there's elements of wisdom in someone that we've been with. Maybe they're not completely wise, but they've been supportive. Like for me, I know my spiritual path has been deeply shaped by friends that are interested in this path, teachers, fellow practitioners, and communities. Like I've gained a lot from that. It's a big blessing in my life to be surrounded by other people who are curious about similar things the way I am in terms of a spiritual life. There's actually protection there because it creates community. And that's an action 
I hang out with people like that. I create community like that. That leads to merit that has this benefit in the future. Another blessing or protection that comes in this list that leads to merit, living an ethical life, acting in an ethical way. And again, right, ethics are complicated. But when I have some sense of, of ethical conduct in my life, it brings ease in my life contentment. I mean, just in a simple way, if, if I don't lie about that specific thing, I don't have to spend all this energy to make sure everything's aligned with that line. There's ease. It's just life is more simple and straightforward in that sense. Right? Because of the act of being honest, oh, this leads to something. I'm skillfully honest. And again, I'm, I'm trying to give a simple, a simple example. There's complexities about speech. Yes. Or meditation. Have you noticed this? Those of you engaged in a regular meditation practice when it's regular, the sense of it feels like a blessing. It feels like a protection. I feel just a bit more stable over the long run. That leads to quote unquote merit. It gives me a kind of power or benefit for the ups and downs in life. And some others in this, because sometimes we don't think about this, like to, to support family and community is also part of the list. It's a protection, it's the highest blessing. So, so I wanna point out, do you hear what's not on the list too? The fancy new car, I guess they didn't have cars back then, so there's a good reason it wasn't on the list, but <laughs> the fancy new card isn't on the list <laughs> or whatever it is in terms of that. You know, enormous amounts of wealth. That's not on the list. These are the highest blessings for a good life. And again, right, we're a community of, of uh, wanting to explore. I'm not saying this is what you need to believe. It's to check it out to see what truly are the highest blessings in your life, for your life in particular. I'm just throwing these out here as things to contemplate. But another one is to support family and community. Oh, when I engage in that, supporting family and community, it's a protection for my heart. It's a blessing for my heart. It's one of the highest blessings. And it leads to this benefit later on. And then other ones like respect or humility or being contented with what one has, gratitude, which is so intertwined with this already. Hearing the teachings or hearing any teaching on some spiritual path that's on onward leading. Discussing the spiritual path, which is like kind of discussing the Dhamma in untimely occasions. Patience, these are, these are the highest blessings because of what they bring. And of course, things like awakening are there. And one of the last ones, which I appreciate is a mind that when touched by the ways of the world is unshaken. Or you could say a mind when touched by the ways of the world is still stable. It can handle the chaos and that bring wisdom to it. It's definitely a, a high blessing. 
and then a few more having some kind of spiritual practice you know it's usually talked about in terms of the buddha the dhamma and the sangha kind of a traditional teaching but i think they can point to oh when i have a spiritual practice that's a it's, it's a protection for me it's one of the highest blessings in my life and this is another one that i find interesting being generous often you know my mind can go oh what's what, what's going to be protective of is what i can get in my life isn't it interesting to contemplate maybe what's so protective and such a highest blessing is the ability to give it, it, it gives a kind of joy that creates a, a particular kind of community around me there's something a, a, about a, a kind of self-respect and dignity and, and, and when i mean generosity right that's huge it could be simply listening to someone or making someone laugh or cooking a meal or changing the diapers one more time, right? Washing the dishes, appreciating the, the beauty of nature. Generosity is this huge field that we can engage in. What I'd like to do right now is just to take a moment, if, if you'd be willing, to, to maybe put in the chat box some of the blessings, the, the blessings in your life that carry your spiritual life forward. What are the things that carry your life forward in a onward leading way that you feel like are blessings? They have that merit to them. They can help shape a future where there's more ease and contentment. What would that be in terms of your own life that supports your spiritual practice. Loving, thank you for that, yeah. A sense of humor, yes, helping others. Family, yeah. Gratitude, yeah. And I wanna point out, if today's a difficult day, it's not a way of dismissing that is acknowledging that but seeing the broader field that those difficulties are happening in that's an interesting one that's great emotional sobriety yeah yeah connection to FIMC and and walking in nature thank you for that practicing patience and awareness of aversion mm -hmm. and peace of mind so I invite you just to scroll up and down and, and see these thank you for that yoga right taking care of the body in a particular way like here's this instrument this vehicle that's onward leading if we if we care for it in a particular way and there's of course other dimensions that that might might be implied with that too of the spiritual dimensions of that observing the sky nice presence living sustainably nice i want to get back to that because it's gonna it's pointing to also this this interdependent nature of which this is uh, uh happening in Are you getting a feeling sense of this, especially when you look at the list here? Thanks for that, yeah, op openness to others. And, and I wanna point out, like, maybe it's my habit of, you know, everything's complex and complicated. And I actually think it's important to acknowledge that because then it helps us uh, to move forward in, in a skillful way, yes. <laughs> My doggo, yes, 
part of community. Thank you for that. But sometimes some of the quote unquote blessings, sometimes you could say a modern critique of these is that, which I think is an important critique depending upon how one's situated, like for example, how I'm situated, especially racially, being a white person, is that I can have one view that some of the quote unquote privileges in my life come out of systems of oppression. Right? There's way, the way that systems of oppression work is that some people benefit a lot and un- other people don't benefit at all. And that's how the system works, is that it, 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 it confers benefits, sometimes in a, in a way that's unknown to the people who are benefiting, very known to the people who aren't. And that system perpetuates that so they can see look like blessings, but there's these dynamics of oppression laden in them. And I want to acknowledge that, that I think there are times it's really important to reflect on these dynamics, to be in the world in a, in a, a way that has integrity. And yet I, I want to point out that even in the midst of that, there's a, a way to still, it's so important to acknowledge blessings in our life. You know, I'm very grateful for the philosopher uh, Lewis Gordon. He's written a lot in the realm of philosophy of race and is one of the foremost uh, scholars on uh, Franz Fanon. And he critiques this word privilege and he says that many of the privileges that come with like this term white privilege really should be ones that should be for everyone. They should be seen as human rights rather than privileges. So it doesn't always work in that way. Like there's giving human digni- dignity and respect to, uh, to, to everyone. We want everyone to have that. <laughs> so it's, it's not so much a taking away, it's, it's a broadening. So this is important. And of course, there's maybe other dynamics that we want no one to have, but it's a, a tricky realm. So I want to acknowledge that. And yet at the same time, make sure that we're savoring and valuing the blessings in our life in terms of that. And thank you for the last one. Cultivate a space where a bird wants to sing. I love that. It's, I think another one. And another complexity too is uh, maybe a story about this. You know, there was someone who I knew from years ago and and she had a child who has a lot of challenges and raising this child as a single parent she said it's been the biggest challenge of my life every day the challenges that come with it and also she said and at the same time it's the biggest blessing of my life and sometimes there's things like that in our life that are can feel like big challenges and they're really big blessings that have quote unquote merit to them that bring a sense of really opening the heart in a profound way maybe you have some of these as well and again you know i'm not talking about the challenges of it's what we can gain from them but it's not normalizing those challenges if you live in a a bad part of uh, or uh, some part of a city where there's um, subpar schooling because of socioeconomic disparities, that's a challenge, but this is a public problem that needs to change too. So I want to be clear about that too, in terms of universalizing 
you know, just merely saying something's a blessing would be uh, uh, a little unskillful at times. But I think maybe all of you can think of places where there is some challenge, where you've seen the blessing in it as well, that's onward leading. The second part of what needs to come with merit, though, and this is the thing that makes it really land, is it's so important to feel it and to savor it because it's kind of like the air there's all these blessings in our life that we're breathing moment after moment we're surrounded by them but we're not noticing we're being nourished by them and it's that noticing that can make a huge difference whatever it is oh wow i have a spiritual practice what a what a blessing here it is it's it's something i can contact i can feel it to savor that. And, and there are these practices, these practices of what are called recollection. And they're around recollecting, but I'd say in an embodied way, some of the things that I was going over. Like, for example, probably all of you have moments of generosity most every day that might be going unnoticed. The simple thing of doing the dishes or cooking that meal for someone picking up a piece of trash, whatever it is. And one of the practices is to re recollect on your acts of generosity. And you know what's supposed to come from that, those act, the, the, that recollect, re recollection? Is it feels really good. <laughs> and when it feels good, it settles the heart and mind. And when it settles the heart and mind, it allows meditation to unfold differently. And, and this can be strange because so often people can be like, oh, isn't that just pride? No, it's actually cultivating self-respect, a sense of dignity to really be like, oh, I am generous and this feels good. Or you did something ethical, you were kind to someone. Oh, I need to reflect on that, that feels good. Well, these other elements, as I was saying, of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha to reflect on those in a modern context, it's reflecting on, I have a spiritual practice and this feels good. Oh, like it fills me in a wholesome way, in an onward leading way. You know, there's a place for this. There's a guy by the name of Bill O'Hanlon, and he said he wanted a bumper sticker that said this, which I think is great. It, it would say, Lord, help me accept the truth about myself, no matter how good it is. That's what we need to do so often. It's usually the opposite, isn't it? <laughs> this sometimes is more difficult. Sometimes we're really good at seeing how quote unquote bad we are, but can you notice this other aspect and to claim it, to allow it to reside in you? Because then when I embody it, then there's a kind of sharing that's gonna happen from it. So this is important to, to, and also what this uh, goes into is reflect on the benefits that you get from your spiritual practice. Because then it reinforces, I want to do this more often. It's uplifting the heart. So that's what merit is. You know, there is all these examples of this. And then seeing the dimension of, of, of especially for this act of sharing the merit, I need to be able to, to savor it, to fully allow it in. And then the sharing, as I was saying, I wanted to show how it's just inevitably intertwined with merit. 
we're interwoven together. And you probably heard this in some of the examples. When, when I'm more patient, when I'm generous, it's impacting friends and family in the community that I'm in. When I'm patient, when I'm respectful, it's impacting it. Like I'm already sharing the merit. I, I, even if I don't want to share the merit, I am. <laughs> because it shapes the, 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 the field within which I'm acting and being. And, and I want to point out just this, understanding this is starting to realize this, this selfless nature of experience that's talked a lot about in Buddhism. And the acknowledgement of sharing allows me to savor how good it feels to touch this world in a beautiful way, to notice that when I'm meditating, that has impact in a positive way. When I'm being generous, when I have ethical conduct, when I have wise friends, oh, that helps because I'm creating community. And later on in Buddhism, this, this is, you know, this is the form of what's called bodhicitta, practicing for the benefit of all beings. And it, you know, practicing for the benefit of all beings sounds kind of far out, but when you understand it in this way, there's no way that you can't practice for all beings. <laughs> We're intertwined. We're on this small little planet here. This is the just a realization of what it is to be on a spiritual path. And so important to claim that in this, this practice of sharing the merit is, is has these roots in the wisdom in wisdom in this way. Oh, I'm interwoven. And I want to make these impacts in the world. Because that's what it is to, to have self respect to have a sense of dignity in some way. So it's already happening, the sharing. It's just an acknowledgement of that, of, of, uh, and to see that. And the next step with that, sometimes what's talked about in terms of merit is that when we start to see that we're interwoven, when we engage in, in these wholesome activities that lead to merit, we're creating a field of merit. It's like creating the ocean of merit that fish swim through or the air that we breathe. And sometimes it feels like we can feel this field of merit. Like I remember, this was a long time ago. I remember it was 1990. I'd been practicing for a few years and I was in England and I went to a monastery, Amaravati Monastery. And I think one of the powerful things about going to this monastery is it, when I look back on it, it felt like I was entering this different space, this different field. And it felt like a field of merit. Like here are all these people that are exploring a different way of being in the world, that have a different vision of what it is to be a human being and how to act and the possibilities and potentialities for this heart to open. And there was something powerful about just entering that space. And that's what lingers with me most of all from that experience. It, it wasn't what I learned or how to meditate or anything like that. It was just being in that different space and being impacted by that. That's a field of merit, you could say, that's, that's created by, by minds and hearts that have these different ways of being in the world or are interested in exploring that. 
and I, I, what I want to point out is really, to me, this is the most important thing about the Flagstaff Insight Meditation Community is, is the, the practice of creating or attempting to create a field of merit in some manner. That we come together here like on Mondays with this like intention of exploring a spiritual path. We might see it differently, which is great. Difference is important. But to create something that has a, a kind of power or force to it in this sense. And this is why I think, you know, there's been this, this foundation of this community is that of, of generosity of having a field of generosity, that it is based on reciprocity. And this is why it's so important that we don't charge for anything. So to create a different field. And, and that's why it's important to remember, in, in some ways, coming here on Monday nights, I mean, I, I do admit, if, if you learn something, that's great. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> but to also see sometimes uh, just having a chance to be in a different quote unquote space, even here on Zoom, to remind you what's important for your life it might even be very different than what I'm sharing, but having this space of what we could call a field of merit that's onward leading in a particular way. That's, that's what's important, I think. Yeah, so. So may even just the speaking and this listening to these reflections lead to the awakening of all beings. Yeah, thank you for your attention right now. Okay, so let's take a two minute break and then we'll come back and I'm gonna be weaving this into the meditation a little bit. So let's come back at 35 minutes past the hour and then I'll lead us into the uh, meditation together. At this point, we're going to be transitioning to more of a guided meditation. In particular, we'll be doing uh, a way of uh, doing what's called wise reflection. So if you need to stretch your body or move around just a little bit, just for a minute here, feel free to do so. So there's a quality of comfort of whatever position you're in. Yeah, and then when you get yourself situated once again, what I invite you to do is to, uh, well, actually, let me explain first. So what we're gonna be doing is two, three reflections. One, reflecting on our generosity, ethical conduct, and then a gratitude practice. And I'll be taking you through it um and i just invite you to give it a try because i think it can be interesting so in light of this i invite you to allow your attention to come inward again maybe it's just settling in again like feeling the body and the breath And now what I invite you to do is to remember, to reflect on maybe the past two weeks of, in the past two weeks, what are the ways that come to mind that you were generous in some way? 
it could be small things. It could be being generous with yourself, with offering yourself more space and time at some point. Generous with others, washing the dishes, folding the laundry, changing the diapers. It could be giving money or giving your time. And to be aware of the mind that can minimize the small generous acts that you've done. You want to be cautious of such a judgmental mind. And instead to savor them. To reflect on how good it can feel to be generous. So taking some time right now, reflecting wisely on any acts of generosity the last two weeks. Even if they're super small or feel super small to you and savor them. I now invite you to engage in a different reflection, which will intertwine with the first one that might bring in other instances. Again, I invite you to just reflect back on the last two weeks as if you're on top of a mountain looking down on the last two weeks of your life. And to notice any ways that you were ethical so it could be the ethics of non-harming. There was a bug in your house and you didn't kill it. That's wonderful. There could be other manifestations of non-harming. You had a day where you didn't steal anything. <laughs> it seems so silly maybe because it's so obvious that you would never do that. But to take in that you actually didn't engage in that. or you said something that was really kind to someone, or you ended up not saying the mean thing that you wanted to say, or not sending the, the mean email that you wanted to send. The refraining is also wholesome, skillful. 
So notice these ways that you might have been ethically aligned, even the small ones and the things that you didn't do. You didn't kill anybody today. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. Our whole world would change if all of us were to do that just for a day. So reflecting, reflecting on your ethics, not where you got it wrong, where there was a skillfulness there. Now I invite you just to take some time to transition and to reflect on what are you grateful for in your life. Just notice what comes. A gratitude practice, listing off to yourself and savoring that which you're grateful for. And now we'll end together with a formal way of sharing the merit, which entails what I invite you to do now is to kind of just to sense into the skillfulness, the wholesomeness or goodness, whatever word works for you, 
of just our time together so far this evening. But it's actually onward leading it. It brings us merit. And instead of keeping all of that merit for ourselves, I invite you to share the merit. It's just part of the nature of merit as we explored in the talk. To maybe imaginally sharing the merit of your efforts this evening. And you can share it with a particular being or a group of beings or all beings, whatever resonates. So now sharing, sharing the merit of our practice together this evening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.